Bathurst 12 Hours next weekend. We look at what's coming up on the mountain today. I hope you'll stay with us. Richard Crowell joins us on the line, and Richard, it's interesting times ahead for what is becoming one of the biggest international motor racing events in Australia, the Bathurst 12 Hour. Yeah, g'day Craig, it's shaping up to be an amazing weekend and an event that continues to grow every year as it evolves and develops and there's more and more national interest in it, uh, you know, there's, there's more people coming down, more people paying attention, but also there's obviously a significant amount of domestic interest in it as well, thanks to the growth of GT racing here and everywhere else around the world. So, shaping up to be a pretty amazing day, uh, amazing weekend, which should be with a, a full grid of cars and some of the best GT drivers from around the world uh, joining in the fun. So, yeah, immensely looking forward to it. it should be great. Yeah, and it is going to be shown on Channel 7 for those who can't make it to the mountain, but remarkably, the crowd is really flocking to this event. You've had great responses to camping and you've also had good pre-ticket sales. Yeah, look, really strong uh, records in in sort of both areas, you know, for the event leading into it. Certainly at this point, and yeah, that's very very positive. The, the crowd at the twelve hour, I don't think it's ever going to be what we see at October, but I, I think it's more of a festival style crowd. It's a crowd that gets there on Thursday and stays right through to Monday morning. Um, you know, the real diehard motor racing purists are the the people that go to this event and that stay there and camp and. Uh, we've built the, the internal campgrounds uh, behind the paddock and the Max Cameron campground, which is uh, outside of Turn 1 Hill Corner. Uh, that's also um, starting to fill up as well, which is the first time we've ever opened that. So that's certainly very positive. Um, and, yeah, look, it's great. It's a really good vibe there. There's plenty of room for people to um, to wander around. You can go into the pits. There's no, no extra charge for that. You can go up to the top of the mountain. You can jump in your car and park it at in different places over the course of the day so you can see as much of the race as possible and I think that's part of the appeal it's it's really easy to access and easy to get involved quite deeply with the race so yeah that's that's a great side effect of it I suppose but um, it'll be nice to see uh, see a great crowd there and also uh, the ability to have people on set and watching it live and I think that's a massive coup is to have free to air TV start to finish especially for the first time which is just an amazing thing and will really boost the the uh, availability of people to watch the race in Australia. Mm. Now, of course, the Pro-Am Class A GT3s have really come on board and we're seeing some great driving combinations. Yeah, and I think that's part of the interesting thing that the 12-hour can do is educate Australian race fans some of these great GT drivers that might not be well-known here, but are amongst the best in their field. Patrick Long has got a reputation in Australia. People know him came and did a couple of the V8 races on the Gold Coast with, with GRM and was very handy in those. And obviously his sports car exports have been well publicised. But you know, he's an amazing driver. He's won Le Mans 24 Hours, he's won Daytona, American Le Mans Series, Blanc Pen. He's won everything. So he's going to be an amazing contender for this race in a, a Class A Porsche for the first time. You might remember he drove a, a Class B car last year. So that's exciting. And the list goes on. You go through the entry list, especially in Class A, and... The quality of driver is outstanding and much has been made of the fact that none of the V8 guys, the full-timers at least, get to come and play. But at the same point, I don't think the field is diminished in quality because they're not being there. I think that 
the, the level of drive is huge. The range and breadth of manufacturers, Lyle, in the, the GT3 class, we're seeing Bentleys, Porsche, Audi, Lamborghini, Ferrari, Mercedes, Aston Martin, fantastic brand names, and let's not forget, of course, uh, the Nissan's also going to be there, along with the McLarens. The Marks Cars Australia, two entries. Yeah, look, and I think that's another part of the appeal of the race is that at the same time as you get these Class A cars, which everyone loves, and the GT3 cars are amazing and great to watch and really, really fast and spectacular, it, it still goes back to the core of motor racing at practice, which is class racing, and you can drive a whole different array of cars and be competitive and win your class. So the Mark Focuses have been a fantastic addition to the race. They did that 12 months ago. They've um, embarked on this brilliant international campaign now. And, yeah, look, it's it's great. And it just offers up so many opportunities for people to, to get in the race and to get the story of these GT cars and, you know, right down through the class battles and the trials and tribulations that go on throughout the day in the, the baby classes. So, yeah, as, as always with a, a major GT endurance race, there's more than just the story for the outright victory. There's a, a battle right throughout the field. Having said that, the 29 cars entered in the outright class uh, I did have put on one hell of a show, and if it doesn't go down to the wire like uh, last year's race, I'll be very, very surprised. Interesting with the GT3 Cup cars, the Porsches, uh, an amazingly strong grid there, and perhaps even an indicator into what we could be seeing, not only the GT3 championship this year, but also in the Carrera Cup coming up later, because a lot of those drivers are going to be running this weekend to get some more experience out there. Well, I think it speaks volumes to the strength of GT racing in Australia as well. When you, you look at the field, you've got Australian GTs going gangbusters this year. They're well represented in the outright class. And in Class B, the Porsches are so strong. And, and this year, Carrera Cup and the GT3 Cup Challenge uh, will both have strong grids. So I think it speaks volumes for GT racing in Australia. And we can probably talk about it in a future show, but... There's, there's going to be something like 70 full-time GT cars running this year between Aussie GT, Carrera Cup, and the GT3 Cup Challenge, which is remarkable. Uh, it just shows the strength, and, and it's reflected in the 12-hour field. So, yep, 10 cars, I think, in that class is, is very, very strong in a couple of different countries represented uh, on that particular little entry list. And, you know, there's an amazing roster of drivers in that class, and indeed right through the field. Mm. Now... The defending champions, we should talk about Maranello Motorsport. They took a, a very hard-fought win last year. Mikasalo, the only driver returning in that combination, but they're bringing in the Stig and a young Australian driver, or I guess he's not that young anymore, but he certainly knows his way around Bathurst in Tony D'Alberto. Yeah, riffer combination, isn't it? And uh, they, they struck gold when they found out that Ben Collins wasn't going to be seated. And for those that don't know the outright class rules, the... The outright cars in the, the professional class, the top class, you can have a maximum two-seated, quote-unquote, professional drivers. Uh, and Ben Collins, because he hasn't raced very much at all for the last three or four years, even back further than that, um, was not counted as being seated. So a little bit of a loophole in the reds, and uh, Mark Coffey, the team boss there, signed him up very, very quickly. Uh, and that's a great addition to the squad. You bring the experience of Galberto, who I think now has got... 10 starts in the October race to his credit plus plenty of experience now in Ferraris uh, and Mikasalo who won last year as I said and was so brilliant in that penultimate stint in the race when he battled with uh, Greg Crick and also the HTP car for the lead before he handed over to Craig Lowndes who fought home 
it's a great combination. They have to be favourites going in it. They've signed a new sponsor too in McDonald's. So Ferrari and Mac coming together, which is pretty impressive in its own right. They have to be favourites, but at the same time, Phoenix Racing look unbelievably strong with their Audis. And the Bentleys, save for the fact that they've never been to Bathurst before, the factory cars there look very, very strong too. So, uh, yeah, there's, there's probably half a dozen cars that you put in your favourites list and uh, then probably another half a dozen that could be outsiders for a, a victory too. Of course, you can't count out Erebus Motorsport who have just been so strong at that place for so long in their uh, SLS. No, that's right. And uh, we do have to wrap it up, but one name that everyone loves seeing at the mountain or anywhere in Australian motorsport is Brabham. David Brabham's returning in his uh, Flying B Motorsports Bentley, along with Peter Edwards and John Bow. That's a very strong combination. Perhaps not the backing of the Bentley factory team, but it should give a good account of itself. They get good support from the factory outfit, though. A good, great customer program there, and Brabham's, well, Lamar winner, class winner there, Bathurst 1000 winner, JB's won... Two 12 hours could be the first person who ever wins three. That's 12 hours. That's a ripper combination. And Pete Edwards is one of the better gentleman drivers in the sport. And hey, he won Rathus last year. So uh, he goes all right. That's a good combo too. That in the pro-am class, but they're still going to be very, very strong. It's just another exciting addition to the group. Yeah, it is indeed. Richard, looking forward to seeing you across the weekend at Bathurst. And for those that want to hear your dulcet tones, it'll be streamed on Radio Le Mans and also on 7 and seven made across the weekend. Certainly will. Plenty of ways to watch the race. Live streaming, TV, radio, all sorts of stuff. But really looking forward to it. My ninth 12 hours at the call and uh, I cannot wait to get it. That's all we have time for this week on Inside Motorsport. Till next time round, keep smiling and bye for now. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.